Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm talking with an inspiring artist and dog mom who has used her love for her dogs and really her entire positive outlook on life to create a collection of wearable dog mom art. She talked to me about the journey to get where she is today through many false starts and the long process it took to figure out how to make her dream a reality. You guys, finding a manufacturer isn't easy. (laughs) Let's dive into the interview. Isa Zapata is a dog mom and multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's been a full-time artist for the past 11 years, with her art being featured in over 50 media outlets like CNN, The Huffington Post, Univision, and The Miami Herald. Since Isa decided to follow her passion full-time, she's worn many hats, including the design of a children's book. In 2017, she developed the concept of Soulmates Collection, a movement that allows her to take everything she loves into one arena, like dogs, art, shoes, and making people happy. Hi, Isa. Hi, Tori. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you for being on here, and I'm I'm really um, I've been enjoying looking at your artwork, um, preparing thank for you. this interview, and I love how colorful and happy everything is, and um, I can't wait to hear more about your story. Thank you so much. Um, wow, yes, I'm, I'm in a studio right now, and as you can see, there's a lot of color in here. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been an artist in my mind uh, since I was. A baby and uh but you know parents decide that you need to follow different directions so i went to business i studied business and a marketing master and a master in marketing sorry and then i moved here because i am original from colombia and i moved to the states almost 18 years ago i found myself in here it was a shift in my mind and my energy because I remember in Colombia, I was, you know, a corporate world and doing my art on the side, like kind of the weekend, second class. And then I remember my paintings from those days, they were like watercolor with dark colors, very realistic. And I w- for some reason, I love to paint like old street houses. And I'm from, um, you see those Italian old streets with a closed window and a closed door. And they were dark and empty streets. For some reason, I don't know why, but I found that so fascinating. When I moved to the States, I went to buy myself my art supplies. And it was a shift in color. I couldn't paint realistic anymore. I was like, oh my God, I need to explore this. And I started painting childlike stuff. I said, you know what, God, you're punishing me because I didn't pursue my dream. So I kind of thought that I, that I lost my talent. And this is when this style came to me. But at first, I felt ashamed of that because I was like, oh my God, I'm painting like a kid. And my room at the time, I had my drafting table in my room and I worked many hours. Now, um, my room at the time, she was a singer. So she would work from home. And one day she went to my room to, buy, to look for something and she called me to my office like, oh my God. What are you doing? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I saw this amazing art. You should do that. Like, no, I feel bad because you see it's like the, the, the characters are disproportionate. And, you know, they're not realistic. And so she kind of encouraged me to kind of open the door because I was, to me, it was tough to kind of accept. 
glad that your roommate encouraged you because it looks like you've like really gone full steam ahead, like a 100% in this direction. And it's like really paid off because so, so now let's like backtrack a little bit. So you, now you have the soulmates collection, which is awesome. I love it because not only is it Mm -hmm. for soulmates who are humans, but it can be for you and your dog because you have the doggy mama collection. Um, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but you have all sorts of other things that you did sort of before the soulmates collection and other work. So how did you kind of get to this point that you came up with soulmates? Um, listen, it's, it's when I decided, um, to go full time as an artist, um, it was because I was fed up of having a boss and I remember being fired from my job. And I used to have this cool job to work with a, a film producer. So my job, I was I was living in my apartment by myself on the beach, and I would go to LA two weeks out of the month to stay in five-star hotels, having dinner, you know, in super fancy restaurants, hanging out with stars, blah blah. blah. It was really cool. And then um, it was a, a story, and then I got fired from my job, and I was like. Oh my God, what am I going to do now? It was November and Christmas was right around the corner. I said to myself, you know what? I promised myself, don't do this anymore. I don't want to depend my life. I don't want my stability, my life, my, my everything on somebody else's, you know, you know, mood or I, I just going to, I think this is the push I need to, to move forward. I had so many messages when I was working there. Because I would meet these people that that would tell me, oh my God, you know, in a different thing that is not your passion. You have such amazing talent. And I was like, yeah, but how am I going to do that? Like, you know, and I think I, I bless my boss now. We're super good friends now. And I like, you know what? You did, you, you do me, a, you do me a great favor because I found myself in a point of, okay, I need to make this work. I have to. It was no other, it was not calling mom, hey, send me money. No, it was otherwise, I would send money to my mom. It was like, it was me by myself. I wasn't in any relationship or anything like that. It was just me. And I decided to first, it was, I lived in one bedroom apartment on the beach. It was 600 square feet, like very tiny. And I remember I had this idea to create personalized kids' rooms. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I can go and, and design the characters for each room and everything. Each character is going to be personalized to, to, to the kids. And I found art, uh, a group of artisans here in Miami, which was kind of odd because I didn't think they existed. And <laughs> so we create a whole room concept, and it was really cool. Um, and I, I don't have kids, so I bought bed and twin bed and playlist and put it on my living room and I paint the walls and kind of decorate my living room as a children's room and I started doing you know pictures and you know send a press release and I don't know I just start asking my friends like that you know anybody to work in press and kind of everybody started like sending that press release and I got so many press covers so it was like really cool because it was kind of okay this is a sign from the universe that i'm doing what i'm supposed to do so it was really cool um but from then the crisis came and people going to pay 700 dollars for a personalized uh duvet cover you know so i kind of didn't work and but i have to make it work so i started with a t-shirt line called it was mommy and me t-shirt line 
so it was kind of always, you know, kind of reinventing myself. Okay, it's not working from this side. I just need to open another door. And it was kind of going like that. And I started opening my collection to my existing clients, to like uh, solo shows. But two years ago, I started feeling that I needed to do something else. Like my my work, yeah, I was painting and I was uh, sharing a message of positivity and making people happy, but I, I needed to do more. And and I bought this pair of uh, espadriles, uh, Hobby Lobby, that they uh-huh. sell these espadriles uh, kits that they, you can just on. So I call my friend. She is an amazing, I mean, she's a crafty. She can do every, like whatever she will be able to do it. It's like, can you do these shoes for me? Like, yeah, let's do this. So I went to, I, w- I went to my, I, I was, I, I printed some fabric, but I didn't like the feel. So I went and grabbed a pillow. I remember I have a pillow. I don't have it here. I have a pillow ah, with this art, actually, that, that is behind me. Yeah. Uh, which is, is my husband, and my, my husband, myself, and my dog. Oh. And I said to her, what about this pillow? Can we just cut it and pull me and one and one shoe and 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 and, and I put him in the other shoe? And she's like, okay, great. And when we, when I put him, sorry, I'm telling you, I felt so much goosebumps all over my body, and it was like an energy telling me. And I said, just put the shoe. Oh my god, this is soulmate. This is a soulmate's collection. I mean, we are so different. But we're always walking towards the same destination. Imagine, you know, your feet, your left is different from the right. But we're both complementing each other and moving to 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 the next to, to, towards the same yeah, destination. Yeah, that's it was beautiful. So beautiful. And I said to myself, "This is a line." I went and I started trying to find out like how to manufacture, and it was so difficult. And I went to Colombia, called my mom. My mom started calling people, and kind of went for a month trying to look for manufacturers, and it was so because I didn't want to buy now, you know, support artisans. So, yeah, it's been two years. It was kind of one year only developing the concept, creating an app for the website. And and it's my baby. And I think all the mistakes and all the failures I had in the past, I kind of, okay, now I know how to do, how, what happened if I do this? So I'm going to do it that way. I'm going to do it this way. And and this is kind of all the failures that kind of serve me as a as a signs in my path. Yeah, came together. And another thing that happened with soulmates was it was uh-huh. no, I love it. Keep keep talking, keep going. <laughs> and another thing that it was it was happening with soulmates. I got a surgery on my on my feet. So my doctor told me you only want to be able to you. Uh, she recommended me one brand of shoes. It was the A six whatever mm-hmm. reference and and it was true I couldn't use my old shoes because my feet will hurt like crazy mm-hmm. when we started developing soulmates my feet were like the best judges because if I put I mean I cannot I'm telling you I had to throw away give away pretty much all my shoes and the only shoes that I use right now are my soulmates because they're so comfortable I don't like my so it was kind of everything you know that the, the my, my surgery, like all my failures before and now, like everything came together to this and it's so and amazing. So I'm I wanna learn more about like how like you said it was such a challenge to find someone to manufacture to make the shoes. Um I didn't I guess I didn't really realize that you were 
making the shoes a hundred percent like I thought that you were taking pre-existing shoes and then painting them um so tell us a little bit more about that process and like how how could you decide if a manufacturer was good or bad and how did you what like what is your process how do you make your shoes Okay, so when I went to Colombia, this is what this is what it's funny now, but during when when it was happening, I was so stressed because when I had the idea, I called my mom and I said, "Mom, I need to ha- I need to find shoemakers." And my mom said, mm, "Don't worry, like typical mom, I got the best." <laughs> oh my God, this is perfect. So she went with this girl to buy the materials so we can start, you know, doing like the mock-ups for the for the shoes. Oh my God, when I arrived to Colombia and I see the shoe that that girl made, oh my God, that was horrible, horrible. <laughs> she had no attention to detail. And I was looking at her and she's like, yeah, it looks weird. But I told my mom, she has no idea what she's doing. And I told her, have you ever done a shoe like this? No, actually, I only do sandals. Like, oh my God, no wonder. So I, I pay her, I say, thank you so much. Now we're together. And what I did, and in Colombia, you have this downtown with all the um, kind of uh, the like shoemakers and shoe, su- shoe, uh, shoe suppliers, I think it's mm-hmm. the yeah. are segmented in the same area. And it's not a pretty area to go to. I mean, you have to really like go, you know, with no, nothing, nothing because you cannot pay attention. So I will go to every single store. I ask my cousin, he's super tall. And I say, could you come with me? And I say, and he will, we will go every morning and talk and show the shoe. I need somebody to make this shoe. And there's a kind of a secret society between the shoemakers. And after the third day, a guy saw me again. I went to the store again. I said, could you please? And the guy, I think he fell back. I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I these people. You have to tell them you come from me. If, because if you just show up there, they won't even hear you. They won't even open the door. Okay. So when I went there, and for some reason, I went, I went there, immediately went there, and it was the wrong address. I'm like, oh, my God. I was so depressed. So I went back to another city to where my brother lives, which is a... Uh, kind of two, two hours from uh, where we live in Cali. And uh, we went to a shoemaker and artisan show to find more people, nothing. It was my mom, my mom, it was almost over. And I haven't had any luck with finding it. <laughs> and then when I came back to my mom's house, I was like, you know, mom, let me call these people again to see if I can, maybe the address was wrong. And and the lady tell me, the, the manufacturer tell me, yeah, that's the wrong address. We are actually across the street from where you went. And I was like, okay. So I went to meet them and they were like, the perfect. We were like, sold me. She was the sweetest person. And she was also my, my same, my same sign and, and, and her husband. And they have this beautiful community and family and artisans. They've been working together for years and they did the, my first prototypes. And it was, I think, one of the happiest days of my life seeing my baby. I cried. When I went to pick them up, I was like, I can't believe I have them on the Photoshop. I did my mock-ups and stuff, but having it and touch them and see how amazing and the quality is, it's like, oh my God, that was a very beautiful moment. So it was all worth it, all the software and... (laughs) Yeah, that's so amazing. So right now, like you asked me, what's the processes? Uh, For example, I I have two ways, like, uh, like you, 
for example, I do um, create the art for the shoe or trying to go to my website and check from the characters, you know, that I have on my website. I created more than 50 characters that people can just go and, and pick up from. And when the shoe, when the order is placed, I put it in a template and, you know, make sure that everything's fine and, you know, I'm very, like, super attention to detail. Send it to Colombia. Um, they print it on... Uh, but we use sublimation, sublimation, and the beautiful thing about sublimation is that it won't fade. So you can wash them many times, and they they keep their their, their colors. Right. So they they go to the manufacturer, to the artisans. There were like group of eight artisans that make my shoes right now in Colombia. So in Colombia, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. So it, it's great because what was that was one of my 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 main uh, concerns and, and my mission it was actually my goal to find artisans to manufacture my shoes you know i grew up my mom was an artisan i remember coming back heartbroken from you know art fairs because she didn't sell anything because people always wanted to you know put their price on the stuff that she's been working for weeks and i was like oh my god i cannot do that and i and as i said i go to i went to my manufacturer it's like how much do you charge this is what i'm paying and you know i think that's so important. If if I want to bring abundance in my life, I need to be abundant with the people I'm working with, you know? Yeah. So, I think that's mm-hmm. an amazing way um, for, for brands to make a difference is by supporting yeah. individuals. Um, you have met the people who are making things, like you know the community. And I think it's just, you can like feel so good about what you're doing. And so... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's wonderful that I think your brand can really make a big difference. And there's another beautiful thing because when I was uh, during December, my my artisans they closed for a month. That's Colombia. Colombia, they are amazing, but they take their time. They're not stressed at all. So they closed for one month, and I was like, here, like, oh my god, my princess ordered. So in my craziness and trying to look other options, I found an artisan here in the state. And we became uber good friends. I even took classes. I, I can make a shoe right now. Okay. I took, it's amazing. It just, it took me to another world. So I'm also, also I produce here with him when I have like rush orders or, so I kind of work with people here and my people there. Oh, that's so awesome. Depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but you still do all of the artwork, like every shoe that is made, you're, you know, illustrating everything and making it all. Yes. Everything is my hand, even the putting it, the organizing, the, the, I, uh, some, I mean, someday I want to hire somebody to kind of do that. I, I will keep doing the art. That will be my ideal, you know, scenario, mm-hmm. me doing the art and having other people just placing their templates and send it to print. Because when you place the... You know, a template comes like the upper mm-hmm. comes like uh, in a template. So I have to organize it and make sure that this is aligned and make sure that the, the, the colors will print. So, so yeah, that would be my ideal scenario. Hey there, sorry to interrupt, but I'd love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in and share it to your Instagram stories. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the interview.
Mm-hmm. So you are a dog mom and you have, I think you have two dogs. Tell us a little bit about your dogs because I, I understand that they're sort of the inspiration for, you know, incorporating dogs into the Soulmate collection and some of your other artwork. I don't have biological kids, but I have two kids. Mm-hmm. They're furry kids and, and Hamish is my, the little one, well, a pure breed picnic that I adore with my life. To me, it was my first love and, and he got lost when he was 15. And to me, it was very tough. And, and since then, it was such a big love that I felt for that dog. That, but I, need, I didn't have the, the logistics to really have a dog the way they need to be, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, spending time with them, not leaving them in a house by themselves and stuff like that. So one day I was here in the studio meditating and I felt that love that I have for my, for my first dog, for Principe. And I saw myself, I have this, I, it was weird, maybe you think I'm crazy, but I was like, I felt myself like I was painting, you know, and I felt like having that little friend right next to me. And I was felt so much joy and love and I felt complete. And I was like, hmm. But I thought in my meditation, okay, if you, the universe, are going to send me a dog, you're going to send it to me. I'm not going to look for a dog. It has to come. I don't know how. Right. Sorry, I'm not lying to you. Two days after that meditation, I went to my gym, and which actually is downstairs. There's a, and, and I was training, um, and my trainer's next client came when I was about to leave. And she arrived with two little dogs, Hamid on one side and his sister on the other side. She rescued a leader, and she found dogs for six of the dogs by Hamid. Nobody wanted Hamid. He was he was um he was too shy and he was the uh, runt of the leader, so she's like oh, you know, I can't find anybody for this dog and I, I'm desperate like oh my god and and he my um, trainer got him and he was like you know like super shy looking around and when I hold him he started going crazy he started licking my god and after a week I was going to Colombia for for a month again and and. And I said to her, I cannot adopt a dog right now. I, I'm, I'm traveling. And she's like, don't worry. She won't grow much. And I will tell you what to do, you know, to take him with you. So we, so I did. Uh, he went up. After a week, we went traveling to Colombia. That little guy, really? Like, I, I was telling my husband the other day, you remember our life without James? I mean, because his name is James. But I, I named him as a Hammond, the Colombia way to say James. Oh. A, a, oh, it's, a, it's another story. Out. <laughs> so to me he was my when my started soulmates and, and and then oh my god now that i have my husband here i need to put hammers on so i put hammers and one of my foot and oh my god this is the Pokemon collection me my dogs are my partners they're with me everywhere they work together with me i mean i'm here and they're there sometimes with their son hammers go to the next room but in the afternoon they both come here they're my best friends i mean I, what I can tell you, you have the same feelings. I know. <laughs> I totally can relate. And I think everyone who's listening, that's why they listen <laughs> to this show because they love their dogs and um, and they can totally relate. And so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, because I think that, like, maybe you can relate to this a little bit. When you pursue something that you, like, really, really love, I think that it, it just has so much more potential to be successful because it's fulfilling to you and, like, you're just you're putting that much like love and energy into it that that will come back to you. So I think that like, I don't know if you feel this way, but like by um, incorporating my dog more and more into my business and like 
just working more on growing my blog and all my dog mom stuff, I think it just like is more successful and people respond to it with so much more joy because they can like sense the joy that I'm putting into it as well. Um, and so I, I think I think that's just like the greatest thing about this whole dog mom like movement. Um, and there's so many businesses um, who are, you know, not taking advantage, but like incorporating sort of the dog mom message, because I think it's just it's like such positivity and it's just wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And I think what you what you're saying also, I think it's in, in your case that you're incorporating Lucy and, and you know what? You do it in, in your heart. And I think when you're connected to your heart and when you're doing things we love, but I can see when you're taking pictures with Lucy, your face is just, you know, it shines and people see that. And you're not doing it because, oh, my God, it sells like having my dog here. You can feel when people advertise things like that, you know. He's right. doing it or he's doing it because he's using the dog. You know what? And I think now, because since I, uh, we adopted Hamas, and then after two years, we went to donate some beds and food to a rescue. And we were in the car, and my husband was saying, no, adopt, no, we're not adopting. We're just going to donate this thing. No posters, no nothing. I was like, well, I promise you, I won't do any. I'm going to open my mouth. And we went to donate these things to this char- to, to this rescue. And they brought us a gordito, which I call her the fat, my little fat boy. <laughs> because I don't know why he eats so much. When we saw him, he was so scared. Oh, my God. The poor thing lived in a cage for three years. He was in train. He was scared of everything. He and she's and the lady from the rescue told me, why don't you take him home? You can you know, be a poster. And he looks so much my little like Thomas. And I said, you know what? Let's just let's do it. And we took him home. I thought we'd find him a home. So I said to myself, how can I explain this dog? He's a poster and this is not his home. No, we need to keep him. And he was very attached to Thomas. And now they're like best friends. They, they love each other. Also, the beautiful thing about the dog mom stories is that people can get very inspired by like how you treat your dog, how I mm-hmm. treat my dog. I know people that used to keep their dogs in cages. Yeah. And after they see me, like, oh, my God, you take him out. Oh, my God, you travel with him. Oh, my God. I kind of started, like, buying them toys and becoming more loving with their dog. So I, I think this is amazing because when you post a picture, you may never know. I, I met this girl. I was like, oh, my God, you know what? I love how you treat your dogs because they're always with you. And she was telling all the girls, like, you know what? That inspired them to do something different. Maybe they didn't do it before because they felt, oh, my God, what people are going to think. And I have my friends that they have, pretty much all my friends have kids. And they make fun of me. Like, oh, my God, why did you just put it on, you know, and just feed them? I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) You need to respect. You have no idea what my heart feels for my dog. So I don't, I don't really care about what they say, and and I love talking to dog moms because yeah. we all get so passionate, and you know we understand each other because we know that we don't, we, the love that we feel for from for them is something that's very unconditional. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I know, and I think about that all the time, just like how I can I can like raise awareness with people that mm-hmm. like how like what your relationship with your dog could be like and how you can do all these things with your dog and if you if you like train them and and take care of them and do all this stuff then you can take them places with you and um and that's okay you know it's like um 
since, you know, I'm always single and it's like, you know, it can be intimidating to go out by yourself, but I find that if I take like Lucy with me to something like I'll go to like an outdoor concert by myself or I'll go to like some sort of cafe or whatever by myself as long as I have Lucy with me then people come up and talk to us and like it's not like you're really alone so um, I I hope that more people can sort of come around to that way of thinking and I think it just makes you so much happier and more confident to have your dog around I, I, I posted yesterday on my Instagram. I did these illustrations of dog moms, and I said to I post uh, um, bring dogs bring so much joy and love. They are the best antidepressants. Yeah, they cannot they cannot be depressed around no. a dog. Mm-mm. Kidding me? They bring so much love and joy, and in the the way you love a dog is so different from loving a child because with a child you have to kind of measure yourself. I have my nephew that I adore with my life. He's three years old, mm-hmm. and I want to spoil him like crazy. But I know I can't because he needs to become a responsible human, you know, adult. And and and, the, and, the, and pretty much all my interaction with him is kind of how can I teach him a lesson that is going to help him become an amazing human being, right? You know, and a caring person and compassionate and res- uh, be respected with women and stuff like that. So, and I see that the kind of relationship that parents have with him. So it's a very, it's a, it's a very responsible love. You know, maybe, I don't know if I cannot explain that clearly. But with a dog, I don't care if they become, you know, they go to Harvard or they <laughs> go to yeah, a president. No, spoil <laughs> them like crazy and love them, loving them without any burden. I educate them, of course. They're very, you know, they're very well-behaved dogs, but but you can just explode yourself with love, and you know, and and, and this is very com- like I, I love. You see how the grandmas are like super spoiled their their kids. That's mm-hmm. kind of the, the same love. Like it's explode with love. I just want them to be happy. I mean, their happiness is my happiness. That's the only one. Like, the only thing I want from them. Right. Like, to be happy. You know. I know, and it's so, pretty easy to make them happy. That's the best part. <laughs> Just to be around them, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, like you said, it, as a dog mom, I think we are we it, we're, we have to be very responsible. That yesterday I was listening to this whole a conversation with Oprah and Marianne Williamson, and she Oprah says, "Now just having your body, your voice, is a platform because you have so many devices around you. You are a platform. So every little thing that we do and show to others how we treat our dogs." I'm going to educate other people. Yeah. Well, and now you know? people can and wear their soulmates' shoes and show everyone while they're walking around <laughs> how much they love their dog while they're wearing yeah. your shoes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, That's another thing. They can show off their dog. Exactly. <laughs> Even when you can't take your dog, you can still show off that they're your soulmate. Yeah. I know. So if someone was interested in um, in getting a pair of shoes from you or, or any other kind of artwork, where can they find you? What's the best way to to get in touch? I'm everywhere. So you can either look for me for in my personal account. It's at Isa Zapata, I-S-A-Z as a zebra, Zapata. Or Soulmates Collection, Soulmates with S, collection.com or Soulmates Collection on Instagram or Soulmates Collection on, on Facebook. Awesome. And 
Yes. And you're actually, you're working on a pair of shoes of me and Lucy. So everyone will be able to see uh, firsthand what those look like and how wonderfully you captured us. So I can't wait to see them in person. Uh, They're being production, uh, assigned to production this week. So hopefully three, four weeks more and I'll send it to you. Awesome. So exciting. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time and it was just like I feel like I am in such a good mood after talking to you (laughs) no thank you you have no idea thank you I was so excited thank you for listening to the wear wag repeat podcast you can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com if you like what you hear please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and until next time Lucy and I will see you around the dog park